Sup, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm Jack Vita. It is August 14th, 2019, a Wednesday evening, a rare evening recording of the podcast. And that's because we have a great guest joining us in just a second. I'll tell you about him in a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect coming up on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. So today, we're not going to be talking any football. And there's a reason behind that. I know everyone is hungry for preseason football coverage. They'll come. Jordan Morandini and I, and if you listen to the podcast, you know who Jordan is. He did the MLB preview with me. We're going to do a four-part NFL preview show where we will cover two divisions in each podcast episode. We've got our guests lined up. And oh yeah, and we'll have a third guest with us for each show. So next week we're going to be recording the AFC North and the NFC North. That'll be one show. And then the AFC East and the NFC NFC East and the AFC East. That'll be a separate show. And then we'll do the other divisions later. It'll be a fun little uh, preview to get you all set for the NFL season. And the reason we're doing that, one, we thought it'd be really fun. We, it'd be a chance for us to get some other fresh perspectives in. Second, if you've listened to our previews, we tend to go a long time. So this is a way to break it up and it'll be a lot of fun. So look out for that. That'll be, that should be a good time. Tonight, we're going to be talking a lot of baseball. We're in the dog days of August. Days are Starting to starting to get a little darker outside, but I got a guy here who's gonna brighten the mood for everyone. Jonathan Jaggard, how you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me tonight, Jack. Recent Indiana grad. Go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. Yes. Uh, just started a new job. Yep. Been uh, working hard in the city. Been uh, listening to your podcast actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I and I just heard the most recent one. And I heard about this lady, Leslie, who was supposed to come on. Yes, yes. And sorry, folks, I'm not Leslie. (laughs) She'll be coming on soon. We had to push it back. Had some stuff going on. Just wasn't going to work out. Lots going on right now, but that'll come up soon. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm really excited (laughs) to have this happen. You know, Jack, I think you're doing some great things on this podcast. I love talking baseball and whatever else that you're coming up with. So, (laughs) Thank you very uh, much. So, uh, you're a big Yankees fan. Follow the team very closely. That's right. That's right. My father is from Brick, New Jersey, and he was a huge Yankees fan growing up, and that was the only sport that he forced onto me when I was a kid. And so, I was growing up <laughs> in the suburbs of Chicago as a Yankees fan, having no one to talk Yankees with except <laughs> my dad. So, uh, you know, I follow very closely. I root for the Cubs, too. You know, just because they're the hometown team about to move to Wrigleyville. So I'll be going to a lot more games. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. What's life like as a Yankees fan? A lot of haters? A lot of haters out there. Uh, It's a bit lonely, (laughs) at least being here in Chicago. Yeah. It's like I'm on an island and, you know, I'm reading all this stuff on Bleacher Report, you know, Twitter, uh, all all these different news sites, and I just have no one to talk about it with, so I'm just sitting here stewing you know i'm angry at boone for whatever or i'm happy with boone or i'm mad at cashman or you know, i'm mad at uh whoever chapman whoever's blowing it you know doing a lot of overreaction but i have no one to vent to so 
There's a lot of uh, emotions that are built up in me as a Yankees fan. Well, let's have a little therapy session here. Let's talk some Yankees. We'll get to some other stuff going on in baseball. How are you feeling about the Yankees right now? Yeah, the Yankees, you know, I'm naturally pessimistic about them uh, just because, yeah, I'm just naturally pessimistic about them. But currently, the way things that, are You looking, sound like a Mets fan right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, they they... <laughs> Growing up, I had I would always have you know high expectations for Yankees teams, and they were always fighting for uh, you know World Series berths. But you know a lot of playoff losses, um, and you know they won in '09, and I don't remember anything before that being 22. Uh, but so I'm you know I'm used to a lot of. Uh, well, you don't remember being 12 years old. I. No, I, that's what I remember. I remember okay, that. okay, okay. I before that. Oh, know? before that. Okay, right, gotcha. right. So I don't remember. You yeah. know, Jeter winning. You know, three in a row. Uh, yeah. And you know, they were. Derek Jeter became Mister November on my birthday. Oh, so that's, that's a great crazy. story. Actually, that might not be true. We're gonna check that <laughs> it out. It sounds. It sounds good. It's yeah. good enough to you be know, true. I've, I've got some uh, some great stories from my dad, Pete. But <laughs> yeah, so how I'm feeling about the Yankees right now? They are looking really good from an offense perspective. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. These. Offense has been there for a couple of years now. Yeah. It Pitching is a question, right? But, yeah, but the thing, what's so cool about the offense right now is it's not the, the guys that you think. Yeah. Stanton has played less than 10 games this year. Yeah. Uh, Sanchez, while he's been playing, has been really solid, but like he's been in and out. Judge had a long stretch being injured. Aaron Hicks. You know, he's hurt right now. No really knows. So right now, the Yankees' leaders in war are DJ LeMahieu. Uh, Gio Urshela, would he be on that list? Uh, number two is Gardner. And no, Gio is, I don't know where Gio is, but Talkman is number three. Talkman, okay. Talkman. Yeah. And uh, this guy, Talkman, came, out of the, came on the scene out of nowhere, uh, also from the Rockies. Uh, and he, he actually <laughs> yeah. is from the Chicago area. He went to Fremd High School. He uh, played football against Jimmy Garoppolo in high school, picked him off, and had a game-winning drive against him, apparently. so. Uh, but yeah, it's those are not the three guys that you would expect to be leading yeah. the Yankees in war. Yeah. Two guys that weren't on the team last year, and the oldest player on the team behind CeCe Sabathia. So it's just it's a the next man up mentality. That's what's going on right now. And so it's fun, and they're not an easy team to hate right now. Because they don't have some crazy ace pitchers that are, you know, like the Astros, <laughs> yeah. that are just mowing batters down, and their offense is just a bunch of no-name players that no one had heard of: Talkman, Gio Urshela, um, and guys that came up in their system. So it's really fun right now, and uh, I'm looking forward to October. <laughs> That's good. I like optimism. Urshela, I think, is hitting around 330 right now, by the way. Wow. He's been fantastic. Yeah. Didn't know who he was before. <laughs> Most people didn't. Yeah. I think the Blue Jays gave him up for cash about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, when he came up, uh, it had to do with the Andujar injury, <clears throat> which was that was pretty disappointing because Andujar finished second in rookie year <clears throat> voting last year. I think he should have won. But um, Gio Urshela came in, you know, he's supposed to be good defensively, and then he was tearing it up offensively, and all the advanced metrics were saying he's supposed to regress, and then he just never did, and he's been fantastic the whole year, so he's uh, he's great, he's really fun to watch, nice guy. 
Yeah, it's kind of interesting that he hasn't even got, as a Yankee, that Urshela hasn't even gotten a whole lot of attention because everyone always talks about how the Yankees have the big spotlight. You hear about all the Yankees players, and I agree with that. There's a little bit of East Coast bias, but I didn't notice till the other day that Urshela was really smoking the ball this year. Yeah, no, that is. I, I knew he was doing pretty well, but I didn't know that it was like three thirty. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, I I don't know exactly what that the reason would be. Theory might be, you know, you got to kind of prove yourself for longer in in New York. Um, you know, you kind of need a full season of that, and that's where he's getting right now. So I'm hoping that people will start, you know, really paying attention to him. But uh, yeah, that that is kind of surprising because he has been one of the cornerstones of the Yankees this year. So we know the Yankees can hit the ball. They've been able to do it for a couple of years. They have a good bullpen still. Starting pitching is a question mark. And my concern from as an outsider for the Yankees, I think if they get into a series with the Astros or the Indians, two teams that have excellent pitching, and the Yankees have a lot of guys who strike out a lot, I think that could be problematic. I don't disagree with you. You know, I think back to uh, past uh, playoff runs for the Yankees and them just getting shut down by quality pitchers. Um, and it does scare me a little bit, but I think that this Yankees offense is better than recent years. Um, and and so, you know, right now what the Yankees are elite in is their offense and yeah. their relief pitching. And those two, uh, you know, they're... So right now the Yankees are elite in offense and relief pitching, and those two are really strong, and they're strong enough to carry them to a World Series bid. But, you know, if they had that final piece of the starting pitching, you know, I would feel a lot more secure. But it it makes me very nervous because, you know, you throw Tanaka, who's been up and down this year, you throw him against the Astros on the road. Let's say he gets rocked for six runs and, you know, two innings, and then, you know, that's all your starting pitcher gives you. I could see that happening with Paxton, you know, with... I don't think they're even going to pitch half in the playoffs. Same thing could happen with uh, with CeCe, uh, hopefully Severino. Domingo, Herman. Doming- yeah, Domingo, Herman. He's, uh, he's been one of the bright... Like, one of the few bright spots as far as starting pitching goes this year. So, we'll see what happens. Severino's coming back. I'm crossing my fingers that he's going to be... <laughs> Fantastic, you know, return to his uh, all-star form. But, you know, you never really know, and there's going to be a lot of runs scored in these games, I think, because the Yankees can put up runs against anyone, and they can give up runs to anyone. You know, they're having yeah. these slugfests with the Orioles. Yeah. That shouldn't happen. You should be shutting the Orioles out every game. But instead, you're giving up, you know, six, eight runs to the Orioles. So, we'll see. It's, it's going to be an exciting uh, series, no matter who they play in each round. So, uh, but yeah, the pitching is definitely a big problem. Looking at American League teams outside of the Astros, who you got the? By the way, you know what? We'll, we'll I'll come back to this question in a second. You got to see the Astros last night. Yeah, yeah. How was that? What it was, did it look like? It was a lot of fun. They were in town to play the White Sox, and they had a doubleheader, and. Uh, it was Garrett Cole versus Ivan Nova, so it was you know supposed to be two solid pitchers. Nova's numbers have not been great this year, but you know you know that he's got the the raw stuff. 
Garrett Cole, he's leading the AL and strikeouts, or maybe it's strikeouts per nine. Uh, he's something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. One of, you know, he's clearly one of the best pitchers in the majors. So I was expecting him to just work through the White Sox, especially, you know, on the in the second game of a doubleheader. Uh, but that's just not what happened. The Sox, they got to him early, put a few runs on the board, uh, and the Astros just couldn't really come up with anything. I think well, he had to leave the game with a hamstring injury. Oh, is that what happened? Yes. Okay. Hey, you know, I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like these millennials who are just on their phone all the time. I actually go to these games and I watch. You know, I, I yeah. talk to my friends, but I'm paying attention to the game. You know, he left. I thought it was just because he was pitching pretty <laughs> terrible. Because you know he was not looking that great. So, uh, you know, you never want to wish an injury on someone, but that definitely. Um, that definitely helps my Yankees. So. But I, I wish him, I wish him a quick recovery. Because you, know? you don't want to see, you know, when, in any sports no. series, when no. a star player gets hurt, that makes it less fun for everyone. You know, it's just, uh, it's that that poor guy. You know, he's been working his whole life for these big moments. So, I is it serious? What? Tell me about this. Andrew. Uh we're we're gonna find out over the next few days. Hamstring injury did not go on the DL. I still call it the DL. Uh, the IL now. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what this is. The DL. <laughs> he did not go on the DL. We'll find out if he does over the next couple of days. I mean, they don't have to put him on there right away because it can go retroactive because he's a pitcher and everything like that. But yeah, he's. We'll see. I mean, if that's a if that's a big injury and he has to miss a month, I know they have a pretty comfortable league, but you want him to be in tip-top peak form entering the playoffs. You don't want them to just get two starts before the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree. And they're, you know, like the Yankees, they want that home field advantage because that yeah. makes such a huge difference in baseball. Yeah. And so that that would be big. That would be uh, that would really hurt them if he's out for a long time. You know, they, they really don't need him just because their, their starting pitching is so solid, I would yeah. say. Uh, the Greinke and so Aaron I don't Sanchez think is. like even if even if he is out for a month, I don't think it'll affect the race that much. But uh, you don't want that. Yeah, you definitely don't want that. So. You they need him for the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, they need him healthy for then. I went to a game over the weekend as well. Okay. I saw the Brewers really up in Milwaukee. Got this nice here Josh Hader bobblehead. Nice. Yep, yeah, it, it does bobble, folks. <laughs> I can confirm. It was Josh Hader bobblehead day, and Josh Hader did not pitch, and Christian Yelich did not play either. It was a little disappointing. Oh. The Brewers got shut out by the Rangers. Mike Miner went uh, eight in it, scoreless innings. He looked fabulous, by the way. By who? Who were they playing? Mike, uh, Mike Miner on the Rangers. The Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's uh. That's it. Wasn't he? His name. He was on the trading block. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't get traded. He loves uh, Texas. He really likes it there. He's happy. He might be top five in the Cy Young race right now, the AL. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think the main guys everyone's talking about, potentially two guys from the Astros, Cole Verlander, Charlie Morton. Right. Um, Former Stroh. Yeah, Mike Miner. And uh, there's another guy. I'm blanking on it right now, but yeah. It's a tight race. Yeah. Dude, Josh Hader, you that that would be really cool to see. He throw he throws like 101, 102, right? Close to it, yeah. You know, 
I'm glad I don't have to worry about him as a Yankees fan. (laughs) So we saw, I think there were four hits on each side. It wasn't a lot of action. one nothing Rangers victory. (laughs) That's that's not great baseball. I mean, it's high quality baseball. I love seeing pitching, but but the Brewers fans were so mad. It was really funny. Yeah, that's funny. A one nothing loss at home. (laughs) To a 500 team. Was it fun, though? It was fun, yeah. Yeah? Always, you know, good brats, everything up there. Yeah. Yeah. A couple years ago, I went to the Cubs' first uh, shutout loss of the season, and they lost one nothing to uh, probably the Braves, I think it was, a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was just, everyone was sour. <laughs> you know, you didn't get what you paid for. You lose, you score zero runs. <laughs> you know, you definitely lose some opportunities. Was that last year, like at the beginning of the year? Yeah, it was beginning. Of the, <clears throat> it was in April? They had the Braves It was the beginning of the summer. Oh, yeah. Okay. I believe it was last year. I think okay. it went with... Uh, well, they had that really cold series with the Braves last year. It was in April. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it was. It was cold, and they lost one nothing. Yeah. That's good stuff. So my question to you is this. Out of all the teams in the American League, past the Astros, which team concerns you the most in five-game series, the first round? So I guess I'll, I'll give you some options here. You got... Um, the division rival in the Tampa Bay Rays, you got the Oakland A's, you've got Cleveland Indians, and Minnesota Twins. I think those are the main four right now. Sure. You know, I am not afraid of the Twins. I think they're overhyped. That's based on very little evidence. <laughs> I have nothing for you, but I just, I just have a feeling for these things. And, uh, you know, I watch the Yankees take care of them. You know, th- those were fun games to watch. That was probably the best series uh, that I even heard of this baseball season. <laughs> I don't know if you knew, know about the 10-inning game that they had where uh, there was five lead changes. Yeah, in the, yeah. You know, and then Aaron Hicks had a had a game-winning catch diving in center. Yeah, field. that was an amazing catch. Incredible. Probably could have been the play of the year. Yeah. You know? In my very biased opinion, that was the play of the year. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they don't, they don't scare me. Uh, the Rays... The Yankees have handled them. They're, they they're have. Scare me. Yeah. The uh, I'm scared of the Indians. Yeah. And that pitching. They're yeah. So they're pitching, and they have the they have the talent. They yeah. do. They just kind of have been bumbling around the past couple years, and they they are so good. Um, I think that they just have either it's either been motivation issues or focus issues. I don't know what it is. But if they're in the zone and they're playing, you know, like they're they were for a period this summer, they were the hottest team in baseball. Yeah, I don't know. They probably they, are still. I don't know what they've been like the past uh, couple weeks. Yeah. So, uh, but they, yeah, they you know closing that lead on the Twins, and now are they even right now? Are they? They have uh, the Twins have a half game lead. The Indians were eleven out at the start of June. Okay, so you see, yeah, so they're figuring it out right now. That's a team, you know. Two years ago, they put together a twenty-four game winning streak. Is that it's pretty much the yeah. same team, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's encouraging to me about that, though, is well, they are a very different team. Oh, they are. Well, okay. the the reason why they struggled coming out of the gate was they changed. They had a lot of roster moves. I mean, Carlos Carrasco. Um, Poor guy has cancer. Their pitcher didn't know that. Yeah, that's so horrible. He, yeah, that's that unfolded over the, the course of the summer. Um, 
they got some new pitchers in there. They got uh, Shane Bieber and Mike Clevenger, some guys from last year's team. They weren't there two years ago. They okay. traded Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that's true. Bauer just left. They brought in Carlos Santana. They brought him back home after the whole Phillies thing didn't really work out. So there have been some roster changes. People thought maybe they'd be sellers. And what's amazing is the fact Danny Salazar, that guy is always injured too. This pitching staff is like a bunch of new guys with Kluber. Kluber's hurt, by the way, right now. Okay. And they're still the key. They're it's kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers with wide receivers. They sure. always bring in. They they know how to fill those holes, and that's what the Indians have done with Bieber, Clevenger, Bauer is gone. Oh, uh, Zach Plezak. That's the other young guy. He's been fantastic for them. Yeah. So you know, not the angle I was taking because <laughs> I obviously don't know too much outside of the Yankees. But you know, they're when you got Francisco Landor. When you got Francisco Lindor, you got a chance of yeah. you know winning the World Series. Jose Ramirez Jose was Ramirez. ice cold in the first half, and right. he's turned it up. And it seems like there's a correlation when that guy's swinging the bat well, that team's playing a lot better. Yeah, so that's a team that is as good as any. They just, you know, it took them a while to figure it out. And I look at them as a team with, you know, yeah, just as good as any, and they can be a big threat. Um so, and I, honestly, if I look on paper, who I'm scared of most, I'm still scared of the Red Sox, but it's just so great that they are underperforming so hard. Yeah, what year. do you think is wrong with the Red Sox? Yeah, you know, I think it's just the World Series hangover. Yeah. You know, you saw it with the Cubs, then you saw it with the Astros, if you could call 104 wins. Well, the Astros wins. almost If you, if you could call 104 again. wins, uh, you know, a, a, a hangover. But, um, but, you know, and then it's just who's the most motivated a lot of times has to do with it, because... You you know we haven't seen a team win back to back World Series since the Yankees. You know I'll make sure. To <laughs> yeah, there that. you go. Um, but it, it's so hard because it's such a long season, and I think that the Red Sox it's just the World Series hangover, and it's it's tough to get past. And then you look at this lead that the Yankees have right now, and you know they're almost just as far back behind the Rays. You know it's just. They're looking at an insurmountable lead, and so right now they don't really have too much motivation. Next year, I think they'll be, you know, fighting with the Yankees and the Astros. Uh, but I think it is a mentality thing, and they probably didn't come into the season with the right mentality. So, because their their roster is the same. Well, I want to bring up something. How about the difference between Mookie Betts last year and this year? I need to pull up those numbers really quick. But last year, he was the MVP. Right. He was amazing last year. This year, still good. But, okay, last year, 346, 32 homers. And this year, 282. So his average is about, let's see, is that 65 points lower? Yeah. Yeah. How about OBP? OBP last year 438, this year 389. That's a that's a big jump. And now that player right there, that's still a great player. Like right. what you're getting out of Mookie Betts, that's that's an elite player. But last year, what he did was just ridiculous. Same thing with JD Martinez too. JD Martinez, uh, 330 last year, also was in the MVP race, 43 homers, league leading 130 RBIs. 
this year, 312 batting average, uh, 28 homers, both really great numbers. RBIs, he has 60 less RBIs. Yeah. Well, you know, the season's not over, so those total yeah. numbers, you know, there's something to that. But I think that that is the World Series hangover. You know, Mookie Betts was on top of the world. You know, you win the MVP in the World Series. You know, it's really tough to motivate yourself to work just as <laughs> yeah. hard. And so they, I think it's just a thing where they're going to go hit the drawing board this summer and they're going to be just as scary as they were two years ago. They're, yeah. They're, you know, they, they don't have an old team. They're, they've got these young guys. You know, they've got Devers. Uh, they got Benintendi. Yeah, lots of young talent there. How, it, I'm sure Betts, how old is he? Mid twenties, yeah, yeah. Uh, JD's a little older, but he's still probably in his prime. So uh, that's a team that I think is going to be filthy next year. The other thing um, with the Red Sox is also I want to mention about that JD Martinez number sixty less RBIs. That's that might not even be indicative of him. That just might mean there are less guys getting on base for them this year as a as a collective team. We know what it is. They're just a bunch of entitled jerks. <laughs> they win the World Series. They think they're the kings. They they are the reigning kings currently, but not for long. And that's what happens. You know, that's what happens to everyone. That's I think that the Cubs are kind of still going through that. Because the Cubs have underperformed. <laughs> you can't be, have be hung over for like three years. Yeah, like that's no longer an excuse. I think you can, but you can't use that as an oh, excuse for I three totally years. I totally agree. Yeah, that's that's inexcusable um, to still be hung over two years later at, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know, at the whole Cubs team, but they'll figure it out. So I want one other note on the Red Sox. Their starting pitching is not what it was last year. Nathan Eovaldi has been injured a little bit. He was great for them last year down the stretch out of the bullpen. But in addition to that, Chris Sale, has his production has dipped a little bit. They tried to patch up their rotation by trading for Andrew Kashner at the deadline, and they just moved him to the bullpen. So I guess that didn't work out either. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I keep hearing that the... Red Sox, they didn't want to make a big splash because they, you know, they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. And so that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, they're so far back. It's just like this is kind of a lost season at this point. And I think that for next year, it's probably going to be this is a good gut check, reality check for them right now. You know, these players are like, we were really entitled coming into this year, as every team is once they've won the World Series, and then they underperform. And then they, you know, right now they're looking themselves in the mirror thinking, dang, management did not think that we had it in us. I'm sure at the deadline, this Red Sox team that they thought that they had it in them, but their management clearly didn't. And so they uh, didn't add any pitching. And, you know, I don't know what it is, why they're, I'm sure it's the same story with the pitchers as it is for the rest of the team. Yeah. The, The numbers are lower because of the World Series hangover. And I don't know if there's any stats to back that up. I'm more of like a, I, I see something and then I have a feeling about it, and that's <laughs> okay. you know, I'll give you a hot take yeah. on it. So that's that's what I think is happening with their pitching. Well, one thing I think helped the Astros last year to not be hungover. I like the fact that they win the World Series and they they up the ante to say let's get Garrett Cole. So like by making that move, you're making a statement that says we want to win another one. We can win another one. And we're going to bring in some new guys. This is a different unit from the team the year before. We're continuously getting better. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, it gets your team real excited. It uh, it definitely you know worked. They won 104 games. Uh, so yeah, like that when that happens, the players get really excited. You know, you you get some, you get a new arm in there, and that guy is just pushing the yeah. competition to another level. I think it's really cool with pitchers too because you're not exactly. You know, if you bring in an outfielder, you've only got three outfielder spots. So, yeah. you know, every guy's fighting for a spot. With starting pitchers, you know, your number five guy is probably trash, and he probably shouldn't be <laughs> pitching it. So it's fine to push him out of the competition. Yeah. And you bring in, a, you know, another ace uh, to there, you know, that doesn't affect Verlander negatively. It hel- You know, it helps him. It's another guy to talk baseball with, you know. And, yeah, it, it definitely... Uh, yeah, that's what I think about that. <laughs> so uh, let's. I want to talk about another team in the Yankees division for a little bit, and maybe we'll move on to some other stuff. The Tampa Bay Rays. You talk about hot teams. Fourteen and three over the last seventeen. They're playing some good baseball right now. Not worried. <laughs> Yankees went on a nine-game winning streak. I don't have too much to give you on the. Ra- I would love to hear what you have to say okay, about the Rays. Sure. And then I can respond with an uninformed view. Their bullpen has been great lately. Their pitching staff, without Tyler Glass now, is getting the job done. Ryan Yarbrough, here's an interesting story, was throwing a shutout. And I think it was either Friday or Saturday. The guy's got a shutout. and Or actually, it may have been Sunday. He gets 26 outs. He's at 99 pitches, so it's not even like he's at 120 pitches. And he gets pulled for the last batter, which is Omar Narvaez. It's not like you're facing Mike Trout, because Kevin Cash liked the matchup. I think this is just, this is a product of the overmanaging right now. Baloney. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. You know, what was the score? Uh, oh, gosh. I don't have the score, but the Rays won. It was a one-run game. It was a one-run game. It was a one-run game, but nobody on base. So it was one-nothing. One-nothing, nobody on base. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to pull him, you either pull him uh, after the eighth, or if he gives up a, you know, if he puts someone on base with the first batter. But if he doesn't, if he gets two outs by himself, you know, there's why would you pull him? I think that's terrible. That's, uh, you know... There probably it was an analytical reason the Rays are a very analytical team, but I think that they aren't factoring in the confidence boost that that pitcher gets uh, yeah, from the rush of adrenaline. Yeah, from completing that shutout, you know that gives the whole team a ton of confidence. No one that reliever doesn't want to come in. No, he's watching. You know, one of his boys, this starting pitcher. Who is it? It was Ryan Yarbrough. He's watching his buddy Ryan Yarbrough. You know, throw gas the whole game, and he's got a shutout going, one more batter, and then his coach forces whoever this reliever was that came in to go pitch. He doesn't want to do that. That's like stealing That's like stealing from your friend, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, unless you're a scumbag, you don't, you don't like that. So <laughs> you don't no take the last this. cookie from your buddy. Yeah, you don't take the last cookie from he your buddy. He made them all himself. Yeah, I, I might take the last cookie from my buddy. Just, uh... <laughs> Pretending that last it's... Last slice of cake. How about that? Last slice of cake. I'll take that too. Someone's birthday Unless cake. Unless it's his birthday. Yeah, it's Timmy's birthday cake. Yeah. You're not taking Timmy's last slice of his birthday cake. Jack, if it was your... Bur- if 
Jack, on your brother's birthday, <laughs> if I took his last slice of cake, that would just be a terrible move. I would be Kevin Cash. <laughs> so that guy's the worst officially. No, I would be Kevin Cash because I'd be encouraging you to eat the cake. Yes, you would be the worst. <laughs> and not encouraging, you're forcing me. Because, like, Kevin Cash, he's the one who calls the shots. Yeah. You know, what's a reliever going to do? Just not do it? I'd be like if you put a you know put yeah, a gun to my head. I would have liked to see eat that cake. <laughs> I would have liked to see a Trevor Bauer like reaction to that guy coming into the game. Yeah, he just, just throws a hissy just throw fit. a slice of cake into the stands. <laughs> That'd be awesome to watch you throw cake into the stands. <laughs> but you know, with the protective netting, it probably wouldn't go into the stands. Yeah, it probably fall Yeah, they need to be protected from that very soft cake. That's right. <laughs> It comes fast, and if you're not paying attention, you're going to get a Steve Aoki cake to the face. <laughs> oh, man. I think the Rays are good. I do. I think they're going to be really interesting. I think the way their pitching is set up, they could do some damage to a team in a five-game series. Now, what about this? What if they play the Astros and they get the Astros out for you? That would be insane. Because the, let's say the Astros get home field. The wild card winner, they play the wild card winner. Yankees would love to get home field and play the Rays again because the Yankees have no problem with the Rays. But I think maybe the Rays give trouble to a different team. Yeah, that would be a dream scenario for me. You know, <laughs> I think that either way, whoever plays the Rays is going to win. They're they're not going to. The Rays aren't beating the Astros. This Astros team, I think, is the best team in baseball. Yeah, their offense is. Uh, you know, it's right there with the Yankees, uh, and their pitching is just incredible. So I, I'm not, I don't think that the Rays could beat either of those teams, and they're not going to be playing the Twins. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, crazier things have happened in baseball. So, you know, it's going to be the it's going to be Astros Yankees ALCS. I don't know what's going to happen in the NL. Um, I think I give you the top three in the NL. I've obviously the Dodgers. If you look at two teams that could potentially beat them, the Braves are kind of like the little brothers to the Dodgers right now. They have a similar type of. They've built the team similarly in terms of lots of young guys they've drafted. Uh, just a ton of great talent on both those teams. If it's not the Braves. I like the Nationals in a five or seven game series if Scherzer comes back before the playoffs and is in prime Scherzer form. Is that like with a black eye and he's <laughs> awesome shutouts? Yeah. That prime Scherzer. Broken form. nose. Broken nose. He had a black eye too, right? Yes, at kind the of, same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a beast. What's he, what's he injured with right now? What's happening? His, his is back is, he's got a back injury. He's got a back injury. Yeah. That's tough. Like, yeah. that's... It's pretty hard to, you know, predict when that'll be fully healed. It's pretty hard to know if you'll be, you know. He's coming back soon, it says. If you'll be the same player that you were. It looks like he's going to start uh, next week. Okay. So. Well, you know, keep tossing up prayers for Mad Max. Yeah. That'd be, uh, I would love to see him yeah. make a little run. But, you know, I just want Cubs, Yankees, World Series, and I want to splash on some Tickets, you know, at Wrigley. <laughs> Spend yeah. all of my savings. Oh, my gosh. That would be so expensive. My, like, three months worth of savings <laughs> would be just down the toilet for one <laughs> baseball game for one evening. But I would so do it if the Yankees come. I don't you think know. the Cubs are getting there. 
Here's an interesting... I'm going to get your thoughts on this. You probably missed it. Joe Madden shared the other day, he expects to return for next season, 2020. Meanwhile, as we are recording this podcast, the Cubs are down 10 nothing to the Phillies in Philadelphia. They can't win on the road, by the way. But he expects to come back. In addition to that, he said it's not about wins and losses. It's about interpersonal relationships, as if that's the way he looks at managing. Well, I interesting mean, quote. Interesting quote. You know, I think he's got a point if you're talking about, you know, your family, <laughs> you know, like your personal life. But uh, this is a business. This is baseball. Baseball is about wins and losses. I mean, that's a really bad sign that Joe Madden is even out here. Yeah, trying to why would himself. you say that now? Like, why did did he get asked about this? Uh, who knows? The wise thing to do would have he been. He talks a lot. Yeah, he should not have said anything about that. <laughs> now he's now he's making us talk about it, yeah. and now he's making me think. Hey, David Ross, he's the man for the job. <laughs> I saw David Ross at the Cubs game the other day. Yeah, I went to the game that Lester gave up like eight runs and in two innings, something like that. It was horrible. Uh, we ended up staying the whole game though. It ended up being fun. Turned around in the second half, but we're in the uh, the bleacher area um, where you uh, there's a bar area out there and I'm just hanging out and I see David Ross walk up these steps and I look him right in the eye and he looks me right in the eye <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, that guy looks like David Ross. <laughs> and I just kind of creepily stare at him for a few seconds and then he just walks past me and walks into this VIP area and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that was David Ross. <laughs> so I go and I ask the security guard, was that David Ross? And they say, yeah, that was David Ross. <laughs> and so I just creepily stared at David Ross and could have given him knucks or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. so, What's up, Dave? Uh, but didn't do that. So really blew that one. <laughs> but he's my man for the manager because he looked pretty sweet when he was walking by me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. So, and I think, yeah, back to what we were talking about. You, you can't be talking about that. You can't be bringing that up in a press conference, you know, why you should keep your job. If you can think you're going to keep your job, that's just, you know, you're supposed to be an authority figure and you're supposed to be confident in what you're doing. If you're out here, you know, making your case to the public, I don't know. It's just not a good look to me. I just, I think it's a really strange argument. It's not about wins and losses, which is what the Cubs need right now. I've heard plenty of this whole like kumbaya stuff. The Cubs need to win some games because we're at... I mean, let's check the score. Let me see the score of the Cardinals game right now. Because if the Cardinals win tonight, they're tied in the National League Central. This was a team that when the Cubs won the World Series, what would you hear everyone say? Dynasty. Dynasty. This is a dynasty. I believed it. I thought they were going to be right back there the next year. Astros are doing it. There's no reason why, if you look back at 2016, you said... The Cubs should be able to do what the Astros are doing right now or have the same sustained success that the Dodgers are having right now. And it's not like they even won the World Series in dominant fashion. They almost lost. I mean, I think a large part of that is poor decisions from the front office in terms of some of the guys they've traded. Jorge Soler has 35 homers right now. He's having a great year. For the Royals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gleyber Torres, he's been 
great for the Yankees. So the Cardinals are tied with the Royals, but they're probably going to beat the Royals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, dude, you know this the kumbaya stuff. The kumbaya. Wow, I can't. The kumbaya stuff. I can't say this right. The kumbaya stuff that works the first year. Yeah, you know? yeah. That gets you that first World Series. That gets you 2016. You know, uh, that gets you. You know what the Yankees are going to get this year, preemptively. <laughs> Uh, but the kumbaya stuff only works once, you know, and then you got to really switch mentality because you're not, the, uh, you know, an underdog that hasn't won anything. In yeah, such a long you can't time. get into becoming complacent and content with what you and rest on your laurels of what you've already done. Right. It's too it's too mentally and emotionally draining to be the underdog team and have like that big underdog story. So like you know you win that World Series. Then your identity no longer is the team that's like pulling it all together and the chemistry is like you've already won. You your job now is to prove that you can sustain success. And sustained success is not based off of emotion and quotes, you know, like <laughs> like fun Joe Madden quotes. Yeah. It's based off of, you know, getting your nose down to the grind, uh and consistency. So, and that's something that I don't know if the Cubs have right now. You know, they could, they've got the talent. So all I need to do is just focus. And uh, I think that they could, I really think that they could win the World Series this year. They just uh, have not. I don't think, I don't think they can at the moment. As currently constructed as the culture of the team, I just cannot see them beating the Dodgers. Maybe they can beat the Braves, but I just don't, I can't see them beating the Dodgers. It's the same thing. They can't. They can't win road games. They can't hit good pitching. They played uh, Jason Vargas last night, and they could only put up two runs against him. But when they face, and that he's a he's a fine pitcher. I'm not saying he's bad or anything, but I mean he's not he's not an all star pitcher. He's ERA around four. He is what he is. And yet, when they play these guys who have an ERA over five, they put up 10 runs. So then everyone points to the run differential. Uh, the Cubs' run differential is great. Okay? But they can't win these close games. Yeah. There are a lot of problems right now. They, they can't. They don't hit timely. They leave runners on base. I just, I just don't like it. I don't like what I see. Yeah. But I do like what Castellanos has brought to the team. Because that's a guy who's hungry. He is a contact hitter. I'd like to see more of those guys on the Cubs who are like, heck yeah, guys, let's go. Let's go win a championship. Let's do this thing. I've been freed from my purgatory on a horrible Detroit team. (laughs) (laughs) And now I get to play on the, I get to play on the Cubs and it's great. Like I love the energy that that guy's playing with, but also the kind of player he is. I think they need a couple more of those kind of guys um, some wily veterans in Dude, addition to that. Well, I, th- I think that's a great point. You know, you leave the prison of Detroit and you come to the Cubs. These Cubs players, you know, maybe they forgot how awesome it is to play in Chicago for the Cubs, you know, at yeah. this beautiful stadium for these awesome fans. Yeah. You know, and hopefully he can remind, you know, the Cubs what it means to play for Chicago. Uh but maybe the anecdote is just another 
witty Joe Madden quote and, and a t-shirt. You know? Maybe that's what they need, you know? Try not to suck. You know, like, I love the Cubs, but that's just dumb, you know? They, I agree. They I never, need that. I like some of the ones that they've had, but try not to suck. I just thought that was, like, one of those things where someone's clearly trying to be funny, but it's just not that funny. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up with a good slogan by yeah. the end of this podcast. I got a, I got a slogan that I'm going to drop on the next episode when I talk AFC East teams. Okay. Wow, the Dolphins. You got you got a. Quick I got a hashtag for them for this season. I'll sh- I'll I'll share it right now. Will you really? I will. A preview. Yes. A treat for the fans. What do you think the hashtag for the Miami Dolphins for 2019 is? Fin the day. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> hashtag tanking for Tua. Ooh, is he worth tanking for? Do you think? I don't know. We'll yeah. get to that. Stay oh, tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> little teaser week. there. Wow. Um, okay, let's talk about a couple other things here. MVP races in the National League. Really, everyone's been talking two guys all year in the National League. Yelich, Bellinger, or Yelly and Belly. As Yelly and Belly. <sighs> there appears to be a third guy emerging that people are saying, is there any chance he can get in there? That's Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. He might get in the 40-40 club this year. He's got an outside chance. He's got 34 homers, 28 stolen bases, month and a half left. Yeah. You know, I would That's only been done like three or four times. Yeah. But, you know, we live in an advanced stats era. Yeah. Advanced (laughs) metrics and hitting, you know, the difference between 39 and 40 home runs, there's no difference, you know. And that'd be sweet if he does that, but Yelich and Bellinger both have thirty nine right now. Thirty nine, okay. So Yelich even... is hitting three thirty. Bellinger is hitting three sixteen. Okay. So OPS, do you know? Uh, I know Bellinger's is over a thousand. Wow, that's insane. Like yeah. when was that's rare? Okay, <laughs> yeah. over a thousand. That's that's an MVP caliber year. That's and an MVP let's year. say those two guys are exactly even in every category. Wouldn't you go with the guy who was on the best team in baseball, uh, best team in the National League, in the Dodgers? Uh, over a team that might not make the playoffs? I mean, that would be, I think that's what most people would do. Yeah, I think tiebreaker. That I, yeah, I don't think that I would, I would really try to find a difference if I'm one of these voters. But I don't know how these <laughs> voters work. Do they just go with gimmicky stuff? Because like, that is kind of gimmicky. That has nothing to do with Bellinger himself. Mm-hmm. I mean... Look, it is. It's not the same as basketball, where one guy right. can make a huge difference, right. but a guy still can make a pretty big yeah. difference in the middle of a lineup. So yeah. I think there is some value to it. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not taking anything away from as far as I'm not taking anything away from him as far as adding to wins goes. I, maybe looking at WAR. That's important. But you know, if they're, I like the idea of if you're on a losing team or a team that doesn't make the playoffs you know mike trout yeah like mike trout <laughs> well he's just so good that i don't think that you can do that but yeah. if it, but if it's like bellinger and uh yelich and brewers don't make the playoffs 
then sure, I would okay. totally give it okay. to Okay, I thought you were going to say, I like seeing a guy who's on a bad team still put up those numbers. I was uh, like, that's how I like no, no, Mike no. Trout. That, well, no, yeah, oh, I, I love Mike Trout. Um, I'm going to see him play at the Cell in September. That's sweet. I, I saw him before. I mentioned that on the, la- on the one I was with, with Mario a couple weeks ago. Okay. He's got to go see him. Yeah, <laughs> I I would love to. He's, what, what does he have a nickname? We should give him one. Should give him one. Uh, <laughs> uh, something with fishing, right? With trout. Trout fishing. Uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Submit your uh, tweet them at me if you got nicknames for trout. At the Jack Vita. I know you're not a Twitter user. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of something, but yeah. well, if you if it pops into your head. Oh yeah. So Yelich. One other note. I know a lot of people are talking about Acuna potentially getting in that 40-40 club. Yelich quietly has 23 stolen bases. He's got 39 homers. He's going to get to 40. I would love to see a super aggressive Yelich on the base pass for like the last (laughs) six weeks. Just stealing every single time. Stealing third, maybe trying to steal home. Dude, stealing first. (laughs) Stealing first. (laughs) Dude, that would be, uh, be fun to watch. That would be I would that would be even funnier if they were just so far out of the playoff yeah. race. Like they had they had like thirty wins right now, and you know at this point they're just trying to feed him stats. Yeah. So every single time he doesn't score a single run, but he definitely gets a couple more stolen bases. Yeah, he, he ends up leading the league and caught stealing, but it doesn't matter because he gets to forty forty. Dude, he, and he could have forty caught stealings as well. That's what. <laughs> That'd be that'd be pretty funny. That'd be like if you factored turnovers into like to make a quadruple double in basketball. That'd be sick. Ten I turnovers. bet that's been done. I bet that's been done. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get to some other news and then a couple other things I'm gonna tell you or ask you about. You hear about this guy in the Reds, Aristides Aquino? Is that the uh, the bad boy guy that's jacked and he's? Uh, no, that's not him. Well, he's he's basically he's got a similar body body type to Puig. Now he's their right fielder since they traded Puig, and he's jacked. He's this uh, I think he's from Dominican Republic. He he was an international signing guy. Was not a high prospect. They non tendered him last year. Ended up bringing him back. He's the talk of baseball right now because he's played. Around 13 games, homered at nine of them. He hit another homer tonight. He had three in one game against the Cubs in last his weekend. First 13 games? Yes. Animal. I got him on my Animal. fantasy team. You got him on your fantasy I didn't pick team. him up before the call-up, but I picked him up midway, and now okay. I'm uh, benefiting from it. Wow. Look at you. The beneficiary <laughs> of his success. That's pretty awesome. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know who this guy is, <laughs> but uh, if he's doing that, he's doing something right. He's been eating his Wheaties, he's been, <laughs> or his uh, spinach, Popeye or style. Or spinach. I don't think spinach helps with baseball. There's like something about it's it's Wheaties that has okay. direct translation. Okay. <laughs> spinach slows it down. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, sorry, I couldn't give you anything. No, no, I, I no, really you're don't good. Know who he is. So. <laughs> Well, I know this was more American League heavy, and we're getting into some National League stuff. Um, let's go back to the AL. Is LeMahieu the AL MVP? Uh, no. It's Mike Trout. 
but I love LeMayu. You know, yeah. he's my he's my he's guy. The he's the Yankees MVP. MVP. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's he's uh, really consistent, which is something that Yankees fans love, and every team needs a consistent guy at the top of the order. He's uh, he's been hitting for power. He I think he's got 17 home runs right now. Like that's probably a career high for him. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, but it probably is. You know, everyone is saying he couldn't hit away from course. Here he is hitting in Yankee Stadium, being a beast. Uh, and yeah, he's really been the rock for this Yankees team. But you look at a guy like Trout. You know, he's never gonna be Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Well, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. I'm a big war guy. I okay. default to okay. war. Uh, I, I love how it uh, factors in defense as well, you know, yeah. if you use the right war metric. but Yeah, and uh, that's important, the last part that you said yeah. there, because some are very faulty. Yeah, no, you, you got to use the right one, but uh, you look at, I don't think he's the MVP. I think that Mike Trout should have been the MVP the past six years. <laughs> Mike Trout has gotten gypped every time he's finished in second place. The guy is clearly the best player in the league. It's just like the LeBron James effect. You know, where no one wants to vote for him again. Well, but. LeBron also is taking, going on trips to Miami in the middle of the season. It's <laughs> not, no, not dude, the same thing. Dude, Mike Trout and LeBron James are the exact same guy. <laughs> they clearly have a lot in common. They have know. the same body type. Same body type. <laughs> dude, you think that Mike Trout is, you know, just like a massive athlete, but then look at go look at the picture of him standing next to JJ Watt. Yeah. JJ Watt makes him look tiny. Well, a lot of the, you know what's <laughs> interesting. So funny. You know what's interesting is a lot of like we talk about juice baseball. Some people, I'm sure, shooting up the roids, but a lot of these guys, Yelich, they're not these like super jack guys. They're Yelich is pretty lean. They're a lot Bellinger. He's yeah. not a jack guy. They're they're not like they're not huge. Now there are some. There are some guys like that. But I mean, those guys just have great swing. Yeah. And benefit from a little bit of juice baseball. Yeah. Some of those balls, you're like, holy smokes, that ball <laughs> it should not have gone that far. Yeah. No, I mean, but those guys they do their homework, you know, they and when I say that, I'm talking about looking at launch angle. Yes. Yeah. Studying pitchers, you know. And if you do that, you should be rewarded. You know, it's we're not in, you know, nineteen nineteen. Yeah. You know, we don't, it's not just whoever's the strongest guy. But yeah, those guys do their homework. You know, they study the advanced metrics, and they and it's paying off. You know, if you study launch angle and you practice at hitting it at a certain angle, you're gonna do really well. And I think it's really important. I love, you can look at these adjusted numbers that, you know, yeah. adjust to how the whole league is doing. And, and that's, that's all you can really go off of. That's how you can, that's how you control for the juice ball. And players are still, you know, guys like Ballinger and Yelich are clearly, you know, and guys like Yellinger. 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 Good guy. <laughs> so guys like Ballinger and Yelich and Trout are clearly, you know, a couple miles past the rest of the competition and and those guys you know you gotta you gotta really tip the cap to them because they've been they do all the extra things that are available to them that some guys aren't willing to do yet yellinger makes him sound like he's a pokemon and they're like in the same pokemon family and yelich has like evolved into the next category of yellinger (laughs) like you get to that certain level and then it's like what's this he's a pokemon (laughs) 
But then you can choose, you know? Like, yeah. Like, do you want him to evolve? Dude, whatever happened when you played Pokemon if you chose no? I don't, I didn't play a lot of Pokemon. It was mainly like Pokemon Go that I learned this stuff from. Really? Yeah. Dude, Pokemon Go, that it was, was fun. That was fun. Yeah. But I feel like it wouldn't have been fun if I hadn't ever played Pokemon. I thought it was really fun because it was fun. Like, uh, I like to go on, walk around and yeah. exercise. And yeah, I love like, going into my neighbor's backyard and just like creeping around <laughs> one day i was interning that summer at a newspaper and one day everyone was just like hey come on like during lunch we all just all walked around and looked for pokemon it's fun yeah that was a good time it was just uh creeping around in your neighbor's <laughs> backyard <laughs> so jonathan i don't know if you got a chance to hear about this you hear about the field of dreams game that's going to be played next summer yeah yeah, it's uh should be pretty sweet. By the way, tell person. tell people about it who might not know what it is. Yeah, so Field of Dreams, legendary baseball movie. Yeah. And they've got this Kevin field, Costner. Kevin Costner, and they got this field where all the dreams come true. And they've recreated that and it's in Iowa. And there's never been an MLB game played in Iowa before. Yeah. So it's going to be Yankees, White Sox, you know who's the home team? Probably the White Sox. White Sox, that yeah. makes sense. Midwest. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to be surrounded by corn, playing baseball. Is it two games or is it one game? Uh, I did not look at, I don't, I don't know. Cause I it just feels schedule. odd that they'd like do just one game somewhere. Like, you know, we had the London series. I like this a lot more than the London series, by the way. Yeah, no, I agree. I would rather have this. I'd rather do some gimmicks at home than across the pond. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You, just it's hard with all that travel. There's no, there's a zero percent chance that any there's ever an MLB team in London. It's just yeah. too far away. Yeah. Like they could start their own league. Yeah, that'd be great. It's good for growing the game. I yeah. prefer if they did it during spring training. Yeah, because it's hard to do all that travel and stuff in the middle of the season. Yeah. But no one will watch it though. That's the thing. I don't know. I heard that the London folks get pretty pumped about up about the NFL true, games. True, 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 true. I was saying nobody from home would want to watch that. Yeah, I don't know. But it's spring training, doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I think that's actually a great meeting, but Field of Dreams game. I think this is really cool. Yeah. It is. It is. You know it's funny. I got a good Larry Bird story that's connected to this cornfield thing. Okay. I was just finishing up the Dream Team book. Uh, yesterday, actually. Right. And he talks about, there's a part where they talk about Larry Who's Bird, Who's Jack McCallum. Okay. Cover the team at the time. Uh, if you've seen the documentary, it's very similar. There's just some, a little more detailed information. But Larry Bird talks about his retirement and how did he know when he was going to retire? Well, he was playing a game in Cleveland. The old, I, I don't think this is not uh quick and loans arena is different this is old cleveland like almost 30 years ago he played the, his last game there he's like it just felt right and they're like what do you mean why would why would you feel that way about playing in cleveland and they're like he says well you know what i played my second game of my career here and the stadium was actually not in cleveland it was outside of cleveland between akron and cleveland just in the middle of cornfields and he's like, it just felt right. Just basketball in the middle of cornfields. <laughs> like, that's just, and he's just a farmer type country boy. And that's yeah. what he liked. Dude, Larry Bird's a legend. 
I wish so bad he went to IU and I could just love <laughs> that guy. He did. No, he went to Indiana State. He transferred from IU. Oh, yeah. He started yeah. there, but he didn't yeah. play. Yeah. But, yeah. So, which is just, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. But, uh, and then he went to the Celtics and was an absolute animal there. Um, that's a funny story, though. Yeah. I like that. The cornfield. Dude, Indiana people and their corn, they just love it. <laughs> they, dude, I like, I like small towns like that. I like corn. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just very stress-free. It, it is. You know, it very smells relaxing. good. Uh, breathing in a ton of pesticides. <laughs> you know, that's great. I was just in, uh, I was just in, in Greenfield, Indiana for a wedding. And the church that I was at, you know, is on one side of the street and the other side of the street. It's actually bordered by two cornfields. <laughs> oh, nice. And it was just like, this is good. This is good. <laughs> it, I feel relaxed. Yeah. You know, you uh, you see some grasshoppers jumping around, yeah. you know, you, there's no stress there. Yeah, I agree. You know? I like it. Larry Bird, uh, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I did my vacation up in Eagle River a couple weeks ago. It was only a week ago. Very relaxing. You know, get away from the city. People just relax. It's nice. Uh, okay, something else. And then we're going to shift gears and chat about food for a little bit. Now I'm going to let you go. So, when you were at the White Sox game last night, did they mention what they're going to be doing on Friday for the broadcast? For the broadcast? Uh, I did not hear anything about that, now. Okay, so Jason Benetti, the regular play-by-play guy, is calling the game with Bill Walton. Wow, why? They're playing what? the Angels, and I guess he, the Angels are like Bill Walton's team. And so Bill Wallen's just coming to town, and I, I think it's going to be out in LA. But oh, 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 this is in LA. I think it is. Wow, that's so fun. So Bill, <laughs> if you want to hear, if you even if you live out of the market, try to find a stream. If you want to hear Bill Walton on a baseball game, you're going to want to watch this game on Friday night. I think it's going to be so fun to hear. I love Bill Walton. He's so funny. He's such a goofy dude. He looks like. I'm sorry, but he just looks like a fool in those uh, in those Hawaii tournaments that they have. The Ma- is it the Maui Invitational that they have? Yeah. He- the Pac-12 Conference of Champions. Oh my gosh, it is- he looks brutal out there. But how was that impression? Uh, it was it was pretty. I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't very good. But you know, you had fun doing it, dude. The thing is, I I can't be a hater though because he enjoys it. He yeah. loves it so much. He's just doing what he loves doing, watching basketball. Hanging out, talking to people. I guess he loves baseball too. So that's that's sweet. I am definitely gonna look for some highlights. I think he'll do well on baseball because so much of the baseball broadcast is filling time because you have so much of just you know here's a pitch, pitcher scratching his cheek, cheek. and now uh, you know they're just figuring. You know, there's a lot of dead time in the baseball game where you include interesting conversations anecdotes whatever and that guy's full of those sure he always has these interesting things they don't fit a basketball broadcast quite as nicely so i'm curious to see what can he do with a baseball broadcast oh he's gonna be going on he's gonna be having the time of his life he's gonna be having a great time talking about (laughs) what he had for dinner last night he's gonna be talking he's gonna be telling some goofy stories that people i bet some jaws are gonna drop that's uh that'll be good i don't let me forget about that because I definitely want to. Okay, for sure. Watch some highlights. All right, we got to have one final conversation here. Okay, 
Last night, I had the Chick-fil-A peach shake. Are you aware okay. of the peach shake? I'm aware of it, but I haven't you, had it You yet. haven't had you, it. You tried it. Yes. Thoughts? I, I wanted to see if this is the top of the dessert game in fast food, because it is, it is great. I love it. It tastes like a peach cobbler. Okay. Dang. Yeah, I got to try it. I was at Chick-fil-A yesterday. But I, di- I didn't even see like an advertisement for it, right? I saw Tino Melnati at Chick-fil-A. Tino Melnati. <laughs> Shout out to the Northwestern Wildcats. <laughs> Shout out to the the pizza guys. Uh, where was this Chick-fil-A? This was, uh, you know, the one over on uh, Skokie Boulevard. Okay. Old yeah, Orchard yeah, yeah. Road, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's a good Chick-fil-A. It is. Uh, and you had the peach shake. It's, like you got to get it because it's going to be gone soon. And one of my buddies... Lives in North Carolina. Went there today expecting it, and they said, we no longer carry it. Because, you know, it's seasonal. It ends at the end of the summer, and I guess some places no longer have it. So you need to get it soon, because I want to... Get it ASAP. Dude, I'll get it. Uh, I've got a road trip coming up here. I got another wedding next weekend. I'm going to drink me a nice peach shake from Chick-fil-A with some nugs. Yeah. Dip the fries in there. Oh, yeah. I actually don't like that at all, but I know, I know people <laughs> love doing that. I actually haven't done it with the nuggets, but I do it with fries. Yeah. Fries and a shake. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dip the fries in there. Probably won't do that, but I, I love me a nice milkshake. I will definitely try that, Jack. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of eating things that also... I'm a big fan of eating things that are really unhealthy and make you feel terrible. <laughs> I had McDonald's for lunch today. Oh, boy. I haven't had McDonald's in, the middle in like of a three years. Day, I had McDonald's. Oh, gosh. I slammed a McChicken, a cheeseburger, <laughs> and a sausage egg McMuffin, and it was oh, glorious. Man. Just put... I uh, feel sick just listening to that. Rocket fuel just pumping through my veins. Uh, just fueled me to victory. So... What is the top of the... I mean, in terms of fast food dessert... Sure. It's got to be the concrete mixer from Culver's. From Culver's. That, and I think the shakes from Chick-fil-A. Okay. Shakes from Chick-fil-A What else is are there? Awesome. Uh, well, let's... Run. I know a lot of people like sure. McDonald's ice Let, cream. Let's run through each fast food place. You got Taco Bell. You got... You know, they're known for their cinnamon twists. Pretty lame. <laughs> they're they're the only dessert they have there. The Cinnabon so. delights are the breakfast. Those are oh, yeah, decent. No, uh, that that is but true. It's not really a dessert. That's not. That, a dessert. Yeah, that's true. That's it's not, not open dessert. all day. That yeah. So I mean, Taco Bell is at the bottom of the bowl. Okay. So yeah. McDonald's, you got you know they they got some shakes. They're hit or miss. They have know. some I, uh, I like cinnamon rolls. Something or another they, there. Do they still have that? Cinnamon, I don't know if they, I, I haven't been to McDonald's in three years. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like I, it was a healthy decision. Yeah, no, that, that's a good call. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They have wasn't those, hard for me to let go of. They got those uh, double apple pie things that they have. I've so. never had one, but I know a lot of people like them. Yeah, so I mean, but still not that great. They had those uh, Sunday pies at Burger King. Were yeah, pretty good. that's that's what I was about to bring up next. Burger King, they've got those pies. Those are pretty good. I like chocolate milkshakes from Burger King. Um, haven't had one in years. Dude, wow. I'm trying to think like what are like what In what, and Out shakes are good. Time? Yeah, In and Out has I don't know the last time I was at In and Out, so I can't comment on that. No comment. Yeah. Um let's see. Have you been to have you been to rallies? Have not. No. Oh we're forgetting Sonic. Sonic's, uh, their ice cream shakes, their yeah, drinks, yeah. those are all really good. Sonic's is solid. Dude, I don't, dessert, like I feel like if 
10 years ago we were talking about this, I would have some, <laughs> some great stuff for you. But, like, I just don't eat dessert anymore. I Yeah, I don't you know very often. But I'm like, I'm the peach on, shake. Yeah. Dude, gotta if, get it. If I'm eating unhealthy, I like it to be, like, greasy and fatty. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, Peach shake might not be the one for you because it's very fresh. Yeah. Okay. It's like they put fresh peaches in there with vanilla ice cream. No, that that sounds too fresh for me. I want to feel <laughs> like a, a pile of garbage after <laughs> after eating my my treat. So, for example, the uh, the double Nicky from Chuck Wagon. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you got over the, in Wilmette. Yeah, for you those got the who, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, you finish that and I'll. Oh, for those who have not been, it's a staple of Wilmette, Illinois. Yes, so it's great. You get Downtown the greasy cheeseburger. They throw the buns on the grill too. And then they shave the gyro meat, you know, off that rotating oh, gyro man. stick. <laughs> yeah. And then they throw it on there and they put tzatziki and all these other toppings on there. Nice pronunciation, by the way. Tzatziki. You got it. Yeah. That's right. You like the that's that's your idea. You Chuck like wagon, fat, you know, fatty foods. Buffalo Joe's wings, you know. Yeah. Put me on Those the couch great. for couple hours uh <laughs> mcdonald's you know classic taco bell uh but you know as as you get older your body slows down a bit and you can't you know you switch it from maybe a couple times a week when you're high school and early college later college once a week once every other week once a month now you know yeah so you, you really can't do what you used to well i think if you're able to have a balance what is healthy, what is not healthy. You can balance it out a little bit. There's so easy so there are some things that are easier for me to cut than it may be for others. Uh like McDonald's. I just don't I never go there. See you later, McDonald's. <laughs> See you, Ronald. You get the cut some and then you work out a bunch. And you work out a bunch, you can work out work off all those calories. Dude, true. Very true. Uh and yeah. if you don't have the calories, then you can lose weight if you need to lose weight. Hey. There you go. Yeah. Dude, we're solving life. Yeah, problems. we are going everywhere tonight. Yeah. This is great. Dude, let's let's get another just random topic. <laughs> just, just why, okay, why don't you bring one up? All right, well. Hour 15 in. Like, give you five minutes. Only an hour topic. 15 in? Yeah. And you're probably going to chop like, probably like 20 minutes. To chop <laughs> no, up. not that much. Probably 10, 15. No, no, no. Um, dude, so we still got time. Sure, uh, I guess. Dude, yeah. I mean, I don't want this to end. This is great. Okay, okay. You know, talk, <laughs> All right, give me a topic. Uh, well, dude, do you want to talk about movies? We could talk about, uh, um, I don't know. What else is there to talk about? I don't know. You, you're the one who wanted to keep talking. Dude, I do want to keep talking. <laughs> I just can't think of anything special. Uh, let's this see. isn't your only chance to podcast. You'll come back. I know. That's true. Yeah. But, like, we're here right now, so... Um, uh, oh, you know what? I'll give you one on the subject of food. So I got some people angry at me. I'm going to talk about this with CJ. When CJ comes on the podcast next uh, next week and we preview the AFC North and the NFC North, CJ was unhappy with my French fry rankings from fast food places. I have my top five. Sure. Let's hear them. And I know my top five. Let me think. I had... The number one was five guys. Yeah. That was number one. Okay. What's better than that? Respectable number one. Number two, gosh, there's there are a couple that are super original. So there's five guys, and I can't remember what I, but I had Raising Cane's with their dipping sauce. That was up there. The Chick-fil-A waffle fries, Wendy's, and uh, there was another one. 
But those were like the those were the ones. Sure. And CJ was unhappy with that. Well, what did he want on there? Probably McDonald's. McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's fries are really good. So I, I can't blame him for uh, not being happy about that. What? So what's this? Raising Cane's. Yeah. What's their dipping sauce? Uh, it's a secret sauce. When it, and Is when it you, like Thousand Island kind of stuff? No, it's it's or, like a sauce you put on a chicken. Okay. They, their whole thing is chicken strips. It's really good. Okay. Is it like one of the, is it like a mayo based aioli? Uh I don't know what it is cuz it's secret. Okay. I can't tell the secret. I don't know what it is. You have to have it. Well, I mean, but it's it's probably some kind of sauce that's similar to something. I go uh okay, I found the list. You made so, it. So, okay. yeah, it was Wendy's 5, Raising Cane's 4, Chick-fil-A 3. And then Arby's curly fries too. Sure, yeah. And then number one was Five Guys. Dude, that I like that. Five Guys, they're they're especially their Cajun fries are really good. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't the peanut oil. Arby's, man. You, said, you said Arby's curly fries. Yeah. I wouldn't put those on there. Okay. Um, I also wouldn't put Wendy's on there. I think in my experience with Wendy's, I like that they do the natural sea salt, but. They're they're a little uh, tough. They're they're kind of hard. That that's just my experience in my in my head with Wendy's. So I'm gonna pass on those. <laughs> the waffle fries from Chick Fil A are gas. Love those. Um, gas is a good thing. Gas is a good thing for <laughs> all you old folk. Gas is really good. And uh, these are waffle fries you're talking. The about. waffle fries yeah. from Chick Fil A are really good. They are what the kids would say. Uh, is gas? Yeah, yeah. They're gas, basically. Okay. Um, they're really good. If you're so, it's, what's the what's the raising cane? Is that a local place or is that? It's a, mainly a southern thing. They just got one by uh, the Loyola Chicago campus. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I I agree with you. Chick fil A, McDonald's, uh, raising canes. I'll have to try because I like a good. Well, fry mainly sauce. you got to do the the chicken there. The chicken and the fries complement the chicken very well. Yeah, as it's similar to how the waffle fries complement the chicken. Sure. It's, the fries are not something super excellent in the sense of they're pretty standard in terms of fat, like good fries, like yeah. Culver's fries, Portillo's fries, whatever. It's like that. Yeah. So it's not anything crazy. Okay. But the the sauce. Yeah. That's, Dude, that's no, that, that'll change completely. Like you could have some garbage fries, but some good sauce. And that'll that could throw them on the list. What's your opinion on reheating French fries that are leftovers? I've never done that, and that seems really weird. But in theory, it could work. Okay, I, I could. Five Guys, I always do it. With I'm their not. Fries. Yeah, I'm not immediately opposed to it. It. I've never even thought about that. That's never crossed my mind. I always throw away cold fries. I, that, I always it's save It's kind of food. a waste. It's kind of a waste. Yeah. I mean, I save other things. You know what? Here's what I, I like to do. I just always throw away my fries. I like to put the fries in the microwave, but before I do that, I sprinkle on some uh, cheese. So then you have cheese fries. Dude, that's... You're a genius. <laughs> I don't, I've never heard of this move. Microwaving your fries. Yeah. Yeah. Leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so like the next morning for breakfast. So do you make cheese them fresh... Fries. And then you throw them in. I don't the make them, but I buy them fresh. You buy them fresh. Yeah. And then, like, they sit, whatever I don't eat, they sit in the fridge for a day. The next morning, 
for breakfast, breakfast. cheese yeah. fries cheese fries for breakfast there we go jack yeah dude, you were just talking <laughs> about eating healthy and and i can see that you are sticking to it in all aspects of your of your meal life your mealhood so that that's great i mean i like that that's a that's a good talking topic yeah good yeah uh, all right we, one we, more we, we need one more. We, i'll we do one it. more okay quick one it's a lightning round just Light. just one question though Hot dogs, boiled or microwaved? Uh, boiled, definitely. Thank you. Someone said I was weird for not microwaving the hot dogs because they're all about efficiency. I'm about taste. Whoa, yeah, that's that's weird. I mean, you'd microwave everything then. Yeah. That's Microwave eggs. Some okay. people do that. So would you rather have your regular fries that you get from Five Guys or would you rather have microwaved Five Guys fries? Well, I, I do regular? like the microwave fries. No. Would you re- yeah, okay. <laughs> no, Dude, that, no, you that's the regular. Insane. That's insane. Who, yeah. who was this? Call him out. I, it was just something on, uh, I saw it on Facebook. Someone posted something and this guy's like, hey, um, I need to admit I like boiled hot dogs. And people were just killing the poor guy. I was like, leave this guy alone. How about- this is bullying. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty weird. Oh, dude, this is... I forgot to bring this up. I want to talk okay. about this. Dude, you got to get a song for your podcast. Oh, I remember yes. that there used to be a song, right? Well, my dad is actually working on that this weekend. Awesome. He's going to – it doesn't have any lyrics. Okay. But it's just going to be some guitar riffs. It's yeah. going to be pretty cool. So nice. he's going to he's gonna have a few and we're going to sit down and pick one and it'll be coming out soon. And they're original? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just you're gonna be shredding it on the guitar, yeah, and you're gonna put it in as the intro, yeah, because you do the intro talking thing, mm-hmm. and then you play some music, and then it's, that's yep, that's what it it'll be. Right the guest, yeah, yeah, because that's I've listened to some other podcasts, and they'll have like, you know, some some kind of fun original thing, yeah. And, uh, this Yankees podcast I listened to, they got some kind of some kind of fun thing. Uh, it's a, it's to the. Their intro song is to the tune of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, okay. And That's it's just like cool. kind of corny but funny. Yeah. Uh, and then this other one, R.C. Sproul, do you know who that is? No. Uh, just like some famous theologian. Oh, okay. He's got some like kind of classical music. Some <laughs> yeah. Violin just some violin. Some uh, organ. <laughs> it's it there's no organ it's just like some really intense violin going it's like it just gets you going. It gets you ready to dive into the depths of theology yeah there we go it's kind of weird but whatever (laughs) so i'm very excited to hear this i definitely thought that you could use that so thanks are you gonna are you gonna premiere it for the uh the next i don't know when it'll be ready it'll come soon though yeah Yeah. okay that's good uh let's see what else we talk about well we're kind of pressed for time we gotta cut it yeah we gotta cut it yeah yeah well there's been a lot of, i feel like there's a there's a, we had a decent amount of uh yeah we got a lot in there it was well, good uh, yeah a lot in there uh i don't think it's gonna be end up being that long though because well it's an hour and a half right now you're gonna cut a good amount not today. too much uh anything you'd like to promote while you're here yeah uh while i'm here i would love to promote uh Jack's podcast. There we go. That's right. I really don't have anything to promote, but I would like to say, you know, keep listening to this show. I listened to, I remember listening to one of Jack's early podcasts and I don't really remember what it was about, 
or who it was with. But <laughs> I listened to these past two, and they're great. And so I just know there's been growth. So this dude is on a great, <laughs> great trajectory. So keep listening. Make sure you're subscribing. Keep watching baseball. Yeah. You know, don't don't be a silly millennial addicted <laughs> to your phone. Jack and I haven't looked at our phones once on this podcast. Correct. That's actually not true. Jack was texting a little bit. I was uh, not texting. I was pulling up stats. He was texting. <laughs> I have not texted anyone during this I, podcast. I, it's, uh, I, I guess they'll have to decide for themselves at <laughs> home. But uh, keep watching baseball. Yes. It's the best sport around, and you could be unbiased like Jack, you know, objective, or you could be like me and be really, really biased <laughs> and, and just not take anyone else's word for it. So <laughs> you do what you want, you know. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for having me on, Jack. This yeah. is fun. I'm excited to continue listening to your thanks, show. Thanks, man. Excited for that football preview. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. It. That'd be really cool. Thanks for the kind words. This yeah. is great. You're gonna have to come back sometime. Yeah, you're we'll, the man, Jack. We'll do a movie. I know you're taught you're really into movies. We'll we'll do a movie episode sometime. That's right. So keep listening, folks. So that does it for my conversation with Jonathan JJ Jaggard. That was a very fun conversation, went in a lot of different directions. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did making it. That concludes today's episode. Uh, But before I let you go, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you will never miss an episode. When you subscribe, you are supporting this show, and it makes a great difference and means a lot to me. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes. That is another very helpful way to grow this show that also means a lot to me. Coming up, we'll have the NFL stuff coming out next week, at least the first two parts. That will be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I know a lot of people are itching for football stuff, so that should be a lot of fun. And as I mentioned, Leslie Nice was, uh, we were unable to record this week, but we will do something sometime in the near future. It might be closer to the Survivor premiere in a month, but we'll we'll do something. It'll be fun. It'll be a good conversation. She's excited to come on, and I'm excited to have her here. So thank you to everyone for listening. Have a great night. God bless. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs>